0: Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 25. I'm your host, Scott Davenport. Today, a short story with George Harrison taught me about a signature style. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Episode 25 made it to 25. A good number, an important marker, and I got to say, 25 episodes Felt like a long way off when I started this podcast in January of 2020, yet here we are. Looking back at the last six months, one of the most popular episodes of this podcast is episode four, what George Harrison taught me about photography. If you haven't listened to it, I'd encourage you to do so. It's one of my favorites as well. And I'll be right here when you get back if you wanna go check it out. So I thought for this 25th episode, I'd revisit George Harrison and talk about what George has to teach us about developing a signature style. If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with your friends on social media, and if you can, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. The ratings on Apple Podcasts really do matter and help keep the podcast visible. Let me begin with this. The first portion of this podcast will be a little George-heavy, Not too much, and I do promise I will connect the musical discussion with photography. And also let me say I'm not a musician, I haven't studied musical theory, and truth be told, I can barely read music. I do like music, and I do very much like The Beatles, which for those of you who have listened to the podcast for the last several months, you can attest to that. And when I'm interested in something, I get curious. And more times than not, I peel back the surface layers to see what's beneath. I find I have a particular interest in George Harrison. Somehow kind of under-the-radar Beatle. And when you pause and look a bit, he contributed a lot to the Beatles. And he's a man with a very interesting personal style. Now, to be frank, in the early days with the Beatles, George was mostly a nondescript guitarist. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't standout. That mean guitar riff at the beginning of Taxman, which is a song that George wrote, the lead track on Revolver, that's actually Paul McCartney's guitar work. However, the seeds of George's style are in those early recordings, those early days of the Beatles. The first thing he did was work with quote-unquote naughty chords that sounds intriguing right naughty chords a chord has three primary notes and george would mess around with those lower one or two notes by a half a step kind of like lowering exposure on our cameras or toss in an extra note to change the chord just enough to be recognizable yet different these augmented chords or diminished chords George used naughty chords all the time, and they're in some of the earliest songs the Beatles released, and this was a conscious choice that George made in his music. Now, in the mid to late 1960s, George explored Indian music thoroughly. He took up the sitar, studied it, worked it into Beatles compositions, and not just in songs George wrote himself. The sitar came out on other tracks, but at some point, I don't exactly recall when, George self-admittedly realized he was never going to be a masterful sitar player. He turned back to his guitar, but it definitely had an influence on another unusual characteristic of George's songwritings, something I'd argue is a signature style of his, loose timing. A typical song is in four-four time. Now, how many songs do you know that start off with a one, two, three, four count? There you go, 4-4 timing. George used many different time signatures for his songs. He'd do songs in 6-8, in 7-8. What's weirder, some of George's songs change the timing during the song. This is kind of crazy genius. You probably know the song, Here Comes the Sun. Have you ever tried to tap your foot along to the beat? You fall out of step with the song. Why? Because that song is all over the place with timing now this may be less of a conscious choice he wanted the song to flow a certain way it needed to sound the way he wanted it to sound there may be some influences from the indians studying he did because indian music has just a different vibe to it timing be damned the song needs to sound how it needs to sound so this loose timing became a signature style of george harrison one other signature i think of in george's music is the slide guitar now slide guitar work started emerging in the very late 60s of the, you know, the toward the tail end of the beatles the white album let it be but also he played guitar on many tracks in the 70s for some of his own songs some other bands but it's a smooth refined sound i remember in the i guess it's the mid to late 1980s first time i watched one of those lethal weapon movies you know, they were popular at the time the end credits start rolling, the song starts playing, and it's got this strong slide guitar. I was like, oh, it sounds a lot like George Harrison. Sure enough, it was the song Cheer Down by none other than George himself. That slide guitar continued into solar work and into the traveling Wilburys years. It took a while for that sound to emerge, but when it did, it became distinctly Harrison. So what does this look at George Harrison teach us about a personal signature style? A few things, I think. A signature style takes time to develop. It doesn't happen in a flash of genius moment. A style is refined over the years. It's shaped by our influences, by our experiences. And personal style can change. It's never static and it can branch into many different places. A signature style is a very personal thing. It takes time to develop, time to cultivate. Part of that is conscious, part of that may be unconscious, and personal style can change. The world is changing, we're changing. It should not be a surprise that our style can change. And George Harrison taught me that. promised at the beginning of this podcast I would connect this look at George Harrison's personal style to photography and I do see parallels to photography there are things that we can tap into as we each develop our own personal style let's start with naughty chords which if I ever start a band that is the name of my new band naughty chords so naughty chords these are the results of tinkering with what's normal George played around with the notes that form a basic chord we can do that with our photography. There's the, air quotes, normal way of capturing a photo. And what happens if we tinker? It could be a shift in perspective, as subtle as a tilt of the camera up or down. It Could be drastic. It could be changing the entire focus of your scene. I'm thinking of uh, Michael Orton and the very popular Orton effect. So what did Michael Orton do? He'd capture a subject with a fast shutter speed and then double expose the same scene with a longer exposure. And this was in film, this was all on camera, often with flowers. The result was this dreamy, soft, glowish type look. And we use this in our digital tools today. That's tinkering with your photography. Now, think about the slide guitar. It's almost a polar opposite to naughty chords, where naughty chords are tinkering with the norms. Slide guitar is the refinement of a craft, a smooth, polished, precision work. For photographers, that's our practice, 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 knowing our camera, developing our eye for composition, ability to read scenes. The more we practice, the more the mechanics of photography fall into the background. They just fade into the back of your mind and the creative brain gets to take center stage. You're thinking less about ISO, about exposure time, and much more about the resulting image, and your signature style gets refined. I also think about the shift George Harrison made from basic guitar to the sitar, then back to guitar, but with the slide guitar, it's like shifting genres in photography, going from portrait photography to product photography or landscape to street. These are things that we can incorporate into our photography that helps us build up that personal style. Applying these ideas to my own photography, tinkering, refining craft, I'd say I tinker much more in post processing than I do in field work. And I suppose that's because it's easier to tinker with the digital tools. If we don't like something, revert it, and try again. And in fact, I just realized this as I was speaking. If you've attended one of my workshops or done an online lesson with me, a phrase I use a lot when talking about post processing is an experiment to try is dot dot dot. Why not tinker with our photos and post? It's usually a small investment and potentially a great reward. I don't tinker as much in the field, maybe somewhat with filters. Uh, I have been doing a little more shallow depth of field work recently. I wouldn't call that anything, you know, breakthrough. I'm not going to break the mold of photography, but for a personal style, maybe shifting a direction or at least exploring an avenue that'll incorporate itself back into my style and so you know what is my style yeah that is something that that's a tough one and I, I have a thought experiment i'm going to share with you in a moment i want you to think about with your photography for mine i look at my shooting style i'm not certain if i have a unique style there's nothing i've identified yet i certainly love my wide angle lens and i certainly love my filters I have a lot of smooth water photos. I seem to use triangles a lot in my compositions, the points of a rock or triplets of subjects, zigzag lines through a scene. I haven't really figured out consciously what my signature is on my various photos. For my processing, I'm a little more aware of it. And my approach to processing I'll describe as the subtle hand. I tend to apply a series of small changes that build up to a much larger change for the photo overall. There's an extra emphasis on the subject of the photo, or at least where I want to guide my viewer in the frame. I did notice a drift in looking at my work from like toward the end of 2017 into 2018, less saturation, softer color tones. Maybe that's a style thing, Maybe that's a current taste thing, and time will tell. Now, for you, a thought exercise: think about your own photography. Where do you tinker? Do you experiment in the field? Specialty lenses, like a lens baby? Do you try "quote-unquote" weird focal lengths for apertures? I mean, who shoots landscapes at f/2.8 unless you're doing astro? Do you experiment in post-processing, start ripping through tools and menus and just exploring to find out what the various buttons and options and adjustments do? And where do you polish and refine? Is it a particular genre, a particular subject, how you like to set your focus? It could be anything, but examine your existing work. Look at your best photos, your portfolio, and what themes do you see? Do you see themes in subject, in lighting, in mood, in texture? These are the seedlings of your signature style, and they could be the result of conscious choices or unconscious influences. And by examining your work, maybe you can drill down on that and you may find this unconscious influence becomes conscious and you can tap into it and build on it. And it's okay if this thought exercise walks you down a hallway to another door. It may be a door that's not ready to be opened yet. That's okay. This too is another step on your photographic journey. I want to take a moment and thank the supporters on Patreon. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your support. It is what makes this podcast possible. If you're interested in learning more about our Patreon community, check the show notes. There's also a support the show button on every page of stopdownpodcast.com. That wraps up this week's episode. So do that thought experiment. Think about your photography and what your style may be. You've got a signature style. and You may not know it yet, kind of like how I'm still wrestling to figure out exactly what mine is. And that's okay. If you make a discovery or want to share it with someone, you don't have a camera club, you don't have a photo buddy, share it with me. There's a contact form on StopDownPodcast.com. Messages come directly to me. I look forward to hearing from you. And once again, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please tell a friend. And if you can, please rate it on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.